Hey everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Feminization Boudoir Podcast from Candy Apple Press. I am your host, Kylie Gable, and I just wanted to let you know, um, this is the last podcast, the 20th podcast, and the last one of season four. Um, what that basically means to you is, I'm taking off all of May. Uh, ideally, we try to take off May, and we try to take off November. So I'll be back at the beginning of June, and then there'll be a whole bunch more new episodes between June and October. So I'm very lucky uh, to be joined today remotely uh, by Mistress DJ. Hi, everybody. So Hi, we're, we're doing things backwards today. Um, normally, when I have a guest on, it's for me to interview them. And we've got a great interview with Mistress DJ up from earlier in this particular season. But this time, I actually have her on to interview me because I've gotten about 50 of the um, surveys back, and I've gotten some really good information from them. But at the very bottom of the survey, I asked, is there anything else you'd like me to know? And I got some really good questions there, and I thought this is a really good way to answer them. And I thought it was more interesting to have a conversation about it with, with, with DJ than it was for me to just ramble into the microphone, you know. So DJ is actually interviewing me today. <laughs> well, if you're ready, I'll start firing the questions at you. Sure, fire away. Okay, here's the first one. I'd like to hear stories about a big guy getting feminized, like someone non-passable and tall. All right, we actually do have stories like that. Um, unfortunately, it's sometimes hard for me to remember them. I do know one we have, um, Sally Bend wrote a really good story for the crossover I did at the end of 2019 called The Great Sorority Sissy Hunt, and the character she did, who not only is not really passable, um, he, he, he winds up being a pretty major character in the crossover books, too. That's available as a collection. I'd really recommend that one. But I have done maybe 15, 20, 25 books about guys who aren't really, you know, passable. Uh, I was actually talking with DJ about this uh, yesterday. One of the reasons that I do write more stories about passable guys is because it opens up some other opportunities for humiliation, you know, as they try to pass, which, you know, if you're 350 pounds and very hairy... <laughs> You're probably not going to pass, you know. <laughs> it might be a reason for the Dom, but I get what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, we've talked before, too, you know, that one of the things you like about my stories is there are they are femdom stories. And yeah. you can certainly dominate a guy who's hairier, who's larger, you know, with feminization, too. It just there's just a little more opportunity for humiliation. That's all. True. Okay, well, the next question is, if the stories were on Audible, I'd buy. Platform has to be easy to access and to get from app to ear. Right. Audible, I have a love-hate relationship with. <laughs> um, I've got about 10 stories on there. Please, please buy them. In fact, I make really good money if you sign up for Audible and you use one of the first two 
free book uh, tokens they give you to get one of my books or both of my bo- or two of my books. But Audible has some problems with it. First, um, on the other sites, I make like 60 or 70%. And on Audible, it's probably like 15%. Secondly, Audible prices my stories. And I try to keep them reasonably priced. But and let's face it, for erotica, you're going to be paying more than you're going to be paying for you know, a motorcycle maintenance manual. (laughs) And so, what I say? There's a little erotica surcharge, and this is coming from someone who buys erotica, too. So, I'll make, like, less than a dollar on a lot of books that I sell from uh, from audio. Audio books I sell from Audible. And I'll make maybe eight bucks selling the same book on Clips for Sale or I Want Clips. Um, So, it just makes more sense for me. Um, the other problem with Audible is they lock you into a contract for seven years. So mm-hmm. that's a long, long time. That is a long time. That yeah. is the old colonial length of indentured servitude, you know, in colonial times. So, right. um, but I will tell you, if you're, if you are concerned about budget, I do have some bo- some audios that are a little bit cheaper priced on Miss Candy Apple on Night Flirt because I have been trying to grow that market, so I've put well, them there a little bit cheaper. Pardon yeah, me? that leads into the no, that leads into the next question, which is please keep prices of your audio stories low so that we can afford them with a sad face. So that leads into what you were just talking about. Right. You know, if you want that bargain, go to Night Flirt. Also, yeah, I mean, I do have stories on Audible, and with that with that ten year contract. I, a seven-year contract. I think um, the uh, Miss uh, Calendar Girl, I think, is just about up. And then I don't think anything else is up for at least a year. So um, there's still going to be like 10 stories there. I don't know if I'll put any more over there. Um, but it's just because, you know, I make literally, you know, eight or nine times what I make there on the other places. Right. Well, and and I don't think that listeners know that there is a minimum on certain sites like Clips for Sale. Maybe you should talk about that a little bit. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. Thank you. Um, So the way I price my audios, Clips for Sale, which is one of my bigger sales places, has a minimum price you can charge. And it's based on how long your clip is. Now, most people, or not most, yeah, yeah, most, most people who are selling clips on there are selling video clips. And frankly, I think it's more valuable, a video clip. So for about a 40-minute story, the lowest the lowest that, the, that you can charge is $14.99. So I'll make my price on, on uh, clips for sale as low as it can possibly go. I will then make my price on I Want Clips the same, and I will usually make my price on Nightflirt the same, although I might shave off a dollar or two just because I really want to get that, that avenue growing. And so that's that's where all my prices come from. It's, it's literally as cheap as I can make it on Clips for Sale is basically. And, I, I mean, it seems like a pretty good price. You know, I mean, four minute, you know, 40 minutes for 15 bucks, you can replay it. Um, you know, it's up to you whether you think that's worth it or not for you, but you know, for me, for me personally, having bought audios from other people on there, it it seems like a pretty fair price. 
All right. Well, the last one's about me, yours truly. It says, I love Camp Femdom because DJ read it and was in it. I'm a fan and client of hers and wish she would do longer recordings. (laughs) I'm going to let you answer that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. There's never been anything I can think of ruined by too much DJ. DJ is amazing, and it's always good to have more DJ. Um, she is tremendously good working with me on the shorter audios. She really, like a lot of us, does not like the sound of her own voice. As you can hear, she's got an amazing voice, but she doesn't like it. And she also does not like editing because that means she has to listen to her voice over and over saying the same stuff. So DJ is tremendously helpful to me. With shorter audios, but she really doesn't like doing the longer ones. Mm, Very (laughs) Thank you. And actually, I think because this is the last episode of uh, the podcast for this season, we have a great audio coming up um, by by Raina Means Queen, uh, which I think you're going to really like. It's called Breakup Gone Bad or Pickup Gone Bad. And it had... um, some errors in it and and she really diligently fixed them where I was talking about he, and then I talked and then the the pronoun changed to you, things like that. But when that's over too, I have a short, maybe eight minute audio from uh, mistress DJ. And uh, we're going to play that one as well. So it's, it's extra DJ today. So if you're a big DJ fan, there's even more of her coming up. (laughs) Very good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that uh, that was that's awkward when you have to talk about yourself. I know but... I have to talk about myself. Great. <laughs> <laughs> I did I did think it appropriate since after all, you know, <laughs> it's about you. But yeah, I, I I I've got you know one or two complaints about various voiceover people, and honestly, they they've been kind of laughable to me. Um. And I've gotten a lot of fan mail about pretty much all of them. Um, right. And so I know that, you know, there's someone's voice is going to be right for somebody. And I'm, you know, positive about you, positive about Shayla, Miss Jen, Raina, a whole lot of people. And that's Very one of the, the, group of people. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's, that's one of the reasons I try and keep the, uh, the voiceover people rotating too, because there's so many great people out there, you know, that we have working for us. Um, so as I mentioned earlier, this is going to be our last podcast for this season. But one of the things I want to remind you about too, last week I played the first private school book, private school prisoners, which Shayla is recording. And it was really well received. I think it got three votes already on the surveys for favorite um, Candy Apple Press story. So I think that says a lot right there. Sold really well, too. Um, Now that we're not going to be having a podcast for the next month, we're still going to be putting out a new private school book every week. So you might want to look for that because there's going to be, you know, a really good opportunity to at least fill in that month with the private school series, which I think is one of my better and definitely one of my sexier series. And there'll be other audios up too. this one from um, D 
DJ is not up yet, but it'll be up this month as well. So definitely look for it. So thank you so much for, for, for doing this, DJ. I think it's much more interesting to hear you than just hear me talking in the microphone. You're quite welcome. It was fun. Thanks. Pick Up Gone Bad by Kylie Gable and Claudia Acosta. Narrated by Raina Means Queen. Mmm, having fun, baby, I purred. I lifted my head off of his lap to address the Uber driver. Okay, pull over right in front of that large building on your right. That's perfect. Holding the door, I asked rhetorically. I see someone has manners. I was brought up well, he replied. I'm sure he was. He looked like he probably went to a college, pledged some frat, and spent most of his four years getting stoned or pickled. He was in his mid-twenties, and depending on whether he had an MBA or not, he was just starting out. He wasn't a bad-looking guy, but hopelessly out of his league with a woman a decade his senior who wouldn't be wowed by a pretty face and empty promises. I'm on the top floor, so just press 17 on the elevator, I instructed him. I bet you didn't think you'd get to see my apartment when you approached me tonight, did you? No, honestly, I didn't even know why I approached you. I thought you'd be an ice queen, but I'm glad I did. You seem like a normal girl, he said. You're easy to talk to. Well, I guess this is just your lucky night. I can't wait to get you back to my place and get you out of those clothes. Are you excited? Oh, yeah, he replied. He wasn't playing it cool anymore. Mm, me too. <laughs> we walked down the hallway, and he noticed that this was definitely a luxury apartment building. He never asked what I did for a living. I bet he'd be surprised to find out I worked at his company's biggest rival. Of course, I wasn't letting him pick me up for that reason. I don't know what he could tell me besides how everybody liked their coffee and <laughs> what sandwiches he grabbed for people at lunchtime. Be it ever so humble, here it is, I said, as I pulled out my key and opened the door. I flipped on the light and threw my keys on the table. No roommate, I live alone. Doesn't that get lonely, he asked. What can I say? I like my privacy. I guess I do too. I really like your place, he said, looking around, awestruck. That's good, I say. It costs me enough, but I do like the finer things, you know. Like me, he joked. <laughs> oh, you think you're one of the finer things, do you? I said before laughing right in his face. <laughs> no, I mean, really. You honestly believe you're some great catch or something? I don't think he was ready for my cruel laughter at his expense. Hey, it was a joke, he protested. Seriously, though, you thought you could impress a million-dollar woman like me with a couple four-dollar drinks? I thought you liked me. Hey, big spender. Was that supposed to blow me away? I don't think you even left the bartender a tip. Though, I guess, technically, 15% of $4 is less than a buck. I tip plenty, he objected. 
Was that the extent of your charm? You thought you could just sweep me off my feet for $8? Or maybe it was when you took me out on the dance floor and did the white man's overbite for a handful of dances before awkwardly swaying with me through a slow song, I asked. Why are you acting like this? You really thought you swept me off my feet? If I looked like I was fainting, it was that $10 a gallon cologne you're wearing. Wow, you're such a bitch. I had no idea, he said. Did you know I put my head on your shoulder so you wouldn't see me yawning or making faces at my friends? It was everything I could do to not laugh at them. They were trying to get me to crack up. Oh, yeah, they thought you were a big-time loser. That's why they dared me to flirt with you and take you back to my place, I said. This was a bet? You're lying, he protested. Aw, did I hurt your feelings? The truth hurts sometimes, doesn't it? You showed up at a trendy bar in your best $20 shirt and blue light special shoes and thought a loser like you could land me? (laughs) Please. The entire reason I paid any attention to you and your pathetic body clothed in Walmart's finest and doused in enough bad cologne to be a fire hazard is because my friends dared me to. Let that sink in. How does that make you feel? You shouldn't be so surprised my friends picked you as biggest loser in the bar. Shut the fuck up. I'm leaving. (laughs) Like none of your friends ever did this. Your fraternity probably had one of those dances where all the bros had to bring a loser for a date. That's not the same thing, he said. Oh, yeah? You think I'm horrible? Those three girls I was with noticed you before you ever hit on me. They saw you being downright abusive to your waitress and driving two other women from the bar by not taking a hint when they tried to reject you nicely. So when you sent that bottom shelf drink over to my table, they bet me I couldn't break you. They're going to be here in an hour and you're going to be completely naked on your knees and ready to serve them just like the little bitch you are. They're even going to bring the waitress with them if she's able to get off work. It'll be nice to give you a chance to make it up to her for your rudeness. Fuck that. I'm leaving. You and your friends are sick, he said. No. You dare tell me no? I grabbed his shirt collar and slapped him hard across the face. A loser like you doesn't get to tell me no. Ow, that hurt. It was supposed to hurt. I was slapping his other cheek. Does that feel any better? Stop it, he said, tears welling up in his eyes. (laughs) Now listen here, bitch. You know that you are lower than a piece of dog crap that I step around when I'm walking down the street. You know that I'm not doing anything to you you don't deserve. I dare you look at me and tell me that I'm wrong, I said calmly. Surprisingly, he stood his ground. The tears were still in his eyes, but they weren't holding back fury. Instead, they were pleading. He wanted to be anywhere else than my apartment at that moment. That's what I thought, I said, 
slapping him again for good measure. Now, are you going to waste my time trying to act all tough and defiant? Or are you going to do what I tell you like a good little bitch? Please stop. I'll do what you want, he begged. Good. Now that we have our pecking order established, you need to take off your clothes. Everything. I told you that I'd have you naked. I think it's silly to put clothes on pets, don't you? I mocked. He took off his shirt and pants and stood before me in just his boxers and sweat socks. Are you stupid? I asked. I said take off everything. Underwear and those white socks too. Who wears sweat socks with dress shoes? You're pathetic. I mean, seriously. If I hadn't taken you back here, you weren't going to get anywhere tonight anyway. Let me get a look at you. Ew, your body hair is so patchy. We should just shave it all off and save you some embarrassment. He took off his underwear and socks and stood shivering, despite my apartment being exactly 71 degrees. Pathetically, he tried to cover his balls with his hands, as if anybody wanted to see his tiny little cock. Okay, get on your knees and give me your belt while you're at it, I ordered. No, I won't, he said meekly. You don't want to, I asked. Did I ask you that? Do it now, bitch. Finally, he complied and tentatively reached his belt out to me, and I grabbed it. That's better, I said. Let's get a few things straight, shall we? First, I always get my way, and that's with real men. With a wimp like you, there should be no question at all. Secondly, I am your mistress, your goddess, your queen. Your whole purpose is to serve me, regardless of how unpleasant or degrading you may find it. If you disobey me, you will be punished severely. If you obey me, there's no extra reward waiting for you. Obeying me and being in my presence is far more reward than you deserve. Finally, whatever my friends tell you, just treat it as if it came from me. You will be obeying them as well, and you'll be doing it without question. Do we understand each other? Yes, mistress. Good. I'm glad we understand each other, I replied. Now, for that belt. No, I'm not going to whip you with it. Although, that's not a bad idea if you get out of line. I wanted your belt because I don't have a leash for you. Bending forward, he meekly complied as I drew his black leather belt around his neck. I couldn't tell if he was frightened or aroused, but <laughs> frankly, I didn't care. There we go. That should work perfectly. Unless you have any complaints? No, mistress, he whimpered. Good. <laughs> I didn't think so. Now, it's time for walkies. Crawl along, and I'll show you where my bathroom is. If I have to spend another moment smelling that rancid cologne of yours, I think I'm going to get sick to my stomach. Walking him down the hallway to my bathroom, I couldn't help but chuckle to myself. 
this certainly wasn't how he expected things to turn out when he saw me chatting with my friends in a black lace top and tight black jeans. He was compliant now, but I didn't make it easy on him. I could walk faster than he could crawl, and I dragged him along by his belt. Okay, wash off that smelly shit you're wearing. You can use my body wash, I said, handing him a bottle of Veet with a gentle rose scent. I didn't give him a chance to read what he was applying liberally to his skin, but I saw him wrinkle his nose and felt compelled to say something. Yeah, it smells girly. So what are you? A man? Don't make me laugh. It tingles, he complained. Don't be a baby. It's supposed to tingle. Just leave it on your skin, I ordered. Yes, mistress. Just let it do its work. Actually, do you know why it stings a little? I asked sweetly. No, mistress, I don't. It stings because it's hair remover, I said, laughing as he stared down at his depilatory covered body. It was already too late for him. <laughs> I told you that you look stupid with the splotchy body hair. Now you won't have to worry about it. <laughs> Frantically, he grabbed one of my washcloths and began to try to wipe off the V. I knew by now it would be ineffective. But I hated seeing all of his gross body hair all over my soft washcloth. No, don't you dare take it off yet. I'll tell you when you can rinse it off, I ordered. Yes, mistress, he replied. We waited a very awkward five minutes before I ran him a hot shower. Okay, you can rinse now. Wee! Look at all that hair go. You're as soft as a baby's body now. Here's the body wash I promised you. I hope you like roses, bitch. <laughs> At least it beats that obnoxious stuff you are wearing. I suddenly turned the shower temperature to its coldest setting and watched him try to scurry away from the shower spray. Oh, that made you jump, didn't it? I just wanted to turn on the cold water to see how tiny that dick of yours got when it was cold. Now, dry yourself off. I bet this isn't what you expected when I asked you to come back to my place, is it? No, it's not, mistress. I didn't think things would go like this, he replied. You can leave the towel on the floor. <laughs> I'm sure not going to be using it before it's laundered. Yes, mistress, he said, discarding the towel and bowing his head in shame. You may crawl back to the living room. Let's go, or I'm putting the leash back on you, I ordered. He started scampering as I commanded. No different than any new puppy. Stop a second. It occurs to me that you're in the perfect position to kiss my ass. Start with my feet. Make sure you get the underside of my shoes as well, I demanded. I could see him turn bright red as soon as I gave the order, but he knew better than to question it. As I looked closer, I wondered if he might actually be enjoying this turn of events. He was erect and, all things considered, he really wasn't badly hung. Look at you, on the floor. You're such a little bitch. This role suits you, you know? Now, you may kiss my ass. 
worship it. Get your nose right up and in there. Come on, put some effort into it. Mmm, yeah, that's better. Kiss my ass, you little dicked bitch. I said, just because I didn't think he was under-endowed didn't mean I was going to let him know it. Mmm, that was acceptable. But I'm sure you'll improve with practice. Now, keep crawling. As we entered the living room, I could barely contain my excitement. I wanted my friends to arrive so that they could see the power I had over this pathetic little man. And I knew we were going to have a lot of fun with our new toy. Kneel here, right next to the door. My friends will be here soon. You are not to make eye contact with them or to speak to them unless spoken to. I really hope the waitress is with them. I think she'd like the new you. I thought I was going to have to beat your ass to break you, but you were such a wimp that you're a natural bitch. If you disappoint me, you'll find out your belt has other uses besides a leash, so you better make me proud. I lounged on my sofa, reading an architectural magazine when I heard the chime that indicated I had company. I buzzed them in and checked my look in the mirror. If Bitch Boy had been excited over the humiliation I had inflicted on him, he was going to love what my friends would do. Right now, though, he was squirming on the floor, frightened of just what was in store. My friends, Kimberly and Haley, were so impressed when they saw how quickly I had broken him. It was a new record, even for me. They had brought the waitress from the bar. Her name was Candace, and she was a lot of fun, but I don't think she had ever seen anything like what I had done to her most annoying customer. He looks so housebroken, said Haley. Well, broken anyway, agreed Kimberly. This is so wild, said Candace. You girls really know how to have a good time. Haley crouched down so that she was equal with his level and unscrewed the cap off of a tube of NARS Jungle Red semi-matte lipstick. It was a rather expensive lipstick, but it so luminously radiates bright cherry red that it's the perfect shade for a bitch. <laughs> rather than telling him to pucker up, she merely dug her cherry red fingernails into his cheeks and squeezed until he had the proper fish mouth where she could apply the lipstick. She began to close the tube, but then with a final flourish, she began to use it to write on his hairless chest. As he looked down and saw the large B-I-T-C-H, scrawled across his chest and heard us all laugh. He was mortified. He's so tiny down there that bitch really seems to fit, said Kimberly. Was he always hairless? <laughs> no, he had this really gross body hair growing in patches. I made him remove it all, I explained. Good idea, said Haley. She doesn't need body hair. She asked Candace. Well, take a look at her, replied Haley. How could you call that a he? So what should we do with her, asked Kimberly. I hadn't really thought about it, I said. 
Why not finish the job, suggested Candace. She's already sweet-smelling and hairless. I bet you've got a dress that would fit her, and I bet she'd look cute with a little makeup. Wow, I haven't done that to a guy in years, said Haley. I'm in. This does sound fun, I agreed. He's no bigger than I am. I'm sure I have things that will fit him. Let's adjourn to my bedroom and see what we can find. I've always been one of those women who buy more clothes than she can ever use. This is especially true when it comes to lingerie and shoes. I'm a sucker for satin and lace, so my underwear drawers always seem to be in danger of spilling over. Wow, you sure have a lot of nice things, said Candace. Just a few things for a girl, I smirked as I tossed a pile of shiny black material to our bitch. There was a corset, panties, a garter belt, and stockings, all in black. I went to find a sexy pair of heels for him, too. Well, what are you waiting for? Put them on, sissy, ordered Kimberly. I can't, he protested. I guess he still had some male pride after all. Okay, I'm done waiting for this pussy, said Haley, advancing on our toy. He was so cowed that, other than flinching, he really didn't react. She grabbed the corset and held it up to his chest, spinning him around so he was facing away from Kimberly, who began lacing him up the back. What is this sissy's name, asked Kimberly, tightening the corset. I don't remember, I admit it. It's, he started. I think we should call her Veronica, I said. Seems to fit, agreed Haley. The corset is too tight, he complained. I can't breathe. Don't be such a pussy, replied Kimberly, tightening it even further. <laughs> Before long, we had him completely dressed in my lingerie. Candace even helped his feet into a pair of my sexiest heels and strapped them on him while I adjusted the flab on his chest to fit perfectly into the corset's cups to make it look like he had boobs. <laughs> okay, it's showtime, puta, said Haley. Hold on, one more second, said Kimberly. Now it was her time to dig through my stuff. Sharing makeup is kind of unhygienic, and I don't have nearly as much makeup as I do heels, but Kimberly found what she needed. She touched up Veronica's lips with Haley's cherry red lipstick, put my bright blue azure eyeshadow on his eyelids, and sprayed him down with about an eighth of a bottle of my Giorgio perfume. Are we ready? asked Haley. Almost, I said, producing a long, straight brunette wig that I had used a few Halloweens back. It was a theatrical wig that was much too nice for Halloween, but... It's not like I had any other opportunities to wear it. I took my time styling it on his head, and I think we were all pleasantly surprised with how he turned out. Okay, let's get it on, said Haley, pulling out her phone. No pictures, pleaded Veronica, holding her hand to block the phone's camera. If you don't put your damn hand down, I'm going to drag you out into the hallway and lock you out dressed just like that, threatened Haley. Now, let's get some pictures, Sissy Veronica, said Kimberly. I think we'll all want to remember tonight. For the next 20 minutes, we took so many pictures of our new Sissy. She 
posed in the most kittenish ways on my bed and despite the awful corset and the awkward heels he did the best job of cooperating he could even down to smiling nice and wide for the pictures finally he reached his breaking point i did what you wanted can i please take this stuff off he begged almost princess i said you don't like being here in front of us and just lingerie do you no of course not he said crossing his arms in front of him tell you what i said i'll find you something to wear no i want my own clothes back he pleaded nonsense said haley they'd look stupid with that lingerie and makeup not to mention that wig added candace i'll tell you what since you seem worried about what i'll pick for you why don't you go into my closet and pick out a sexy dress that you like I mean, we're practically the same size, right? <laughs> yeah, he nodded, aware that he was no bigger than I was. See, this is easy. Just make sure it's sexy, I warned. Because if it's not, I'll have to pick something else for you, and you probably won't like what I pick. Why are you doing this, he asked. We've been over this. But let's just say, because I can, I said. Now quit wasting my time and go. Now march, young lady, cheered Candace. <laughs> I never expected you to get into this so much, commented Haley. I just love this power. It's surprising me too, but I love it, admitted Candace. The fact he was such an asshole when I waited on him is just a bonus. I watched Veronica walk to my closet. It was fun watching him struggling in my heels, and I decided that I would definitely have him do more walking than this. I said, I'm a clothes horse. He had a lot of outfits to pick through, and he knew that choosing wrong would cost him. He went with a black sheath dress that was conservative, but still sexy. It only came to a couple of inches above his knees and showed a lot of leg. It took him a while twisting around before he was able to zip up the back. Not a bad choice, said Candace. What do you all think? Not bad at all, I replied. Let me help him finish the look a bit. I wrapped a wide red leather belt around Veronica's waist and put a pair of red clip-on earrings and a matching necklace on her. They were my only clip-ons, but they worked very well with the outfit. As I was doing this, Haley was taking everything that had been in his pockets and transferring it into a leather handbag. We spent the rest of the evening mocking and abusing the sissy. We made him dance for us and wait on us hand and foot. All the time we teased him about how he really wasn't much of a man to let a bunch of women do this to him. You know, he might not be able to satisfy a woman, said Haley. Looking like that? I bet he could satisfy a man. He'd have to know how to suck cock, agreed Kimberly. Would you like to learn to suck cock, Veronica? I asked him gently. No, he said crossly. He could probably teach us all a thing or two, I bet, teased Haley. I've got just the thing, I said, racing to my bedroom and returning a few minutes later with a sparkly pink dildo hanging from a strap-on harness. On your knees now, bitch. <laughs> he complied, even if he wasn't exactly enthusiastic about it. This is stupid, he argued. I'm not going to suck on a rubber cock for your entertainment. 
Somebody wants the real thing, joked Haley. So once again, that was Raina Means Queen with Pick Up Gone Bad. And I have to say, um, she just does an amazing job with that one. Um, so I've mentioned this before, but I really don't want people to be confused or missing um, the show, the podcast, and not and you know turning in and wondering what happened. So we are off the next. We're off the month of May. Um, however, I know for a fact Shayla just uploaded the second audio in the private school series, and um, I will be uploading other audios throughout the month. This short one that I'm going to play next from um, Mistress DJ, that'll get up there this week or next. So, you know, please keep an eye out open for it. Anyway, here's Mistress DJ with a very, very short little custom I did, but um, I think you'll like it. Andy, were you cleaning yesterday or something? I asked. I always try to tidy up when you're gone, Cassie. I didn't do anything special, though. You didn't clean the bedroom counter or organize our closet, I asked. No, I tidied a little, but I didn't do any of those things. I lifted my eyebrow skeptically, but decided to let it go. My boyfriend and I had the perfect pandemic life. He was a computer programmer who worked from home. And while I had an office job, at least it was interesting. And with the pandemic, I only had to put in an appearance at the office about every four or five days. It worked well for us. We had plenty of togetherness but my trips to work helped make sure we didn't get sick of each other. Lately, I'd noticed some odd things on those days. I'd come home to find my clothes and makeup in places I could swear I hadn't left them. At least you made dinner, I said. I'm starving. It's just spaghetti, he replied. Sold. We sat down to eat, and it was good enough. He made real sauce, or at least added wine, garlic mushrooms, and some herbs to the bottled sauce he used, and it was pretty good. But as soon as he sat down, I noticed it. He saw me staring, or I might not have even broached the subject. What is it, he asked. You've got makeup on the neck of your t-shirt. Oh, I must have got that when I kissed you hello, he replied. I don't wear that much foundation, and I did my makeup 12 hours ago. Nice try. What's that supposed to mean? Well, I think I'm starting to understand why my clothes are always moved. I don't know what you're talking about, I swear, he said defensively. I'm not really that mad, but I will be if you keep lying to me. I'm not lying, he grew insistent. Well then, you explain it. I don't know what happened, but the idea that I was wearing your clothes is just crazy. We finished our dinner in total silence before I started in again. Just tell me. I thought we said we wouldn't lie to each other. Okay, I admit it. I played with your clothes and makeup when you were out, he said finally. See, that wasn't so hard. Why'd you do it? I just wanted to see what I looked like, I guess. I was curious, replied Andy. Did you like what you saw? It was weird, really. I didn't actually look like a girl, but I didn't look like a man anymore either. Well, that's because you don't know how to make yourself look like an attractive woman. I guess not, he shrugged. I do. You what? I know how to make you look like an attractive woman, I said. How about it? You want to dress me up? Yeah. Fancy a makeover? That's weird, he protested. I can tell you that it's more weird getting dressed up behind my back than with my help. Let's do it. 
He agreed, and though I played it cool, I was jumping for joy on the inside. When I was younger, there was absolutely nothing I loved more than giving boys makeovers, whether they wanted them or not. Having a willing subject in my boyfriend really appealed to me. How much have you played with my makeup, I asked. Not too much. It's way too complicated, he replied. Millions of teenagers do this every day. You'll learn, I said. It was the first time I had mentioned that this might be more than a one-time thing, and I could feel a chill race up his spine. That's right, princess, I said as I smoothed liquid foundation all over his face. You're mine now, and I've always wanted a dress-up doll. I don't know about that, he said, trying to sound in control. Oh, I do, I cooed. I can take pictures and threaten to show your friends and co-workers if you don't do everything I say. But I don't think I have to do that, because you want this as much as I do. Well, what are you going to do to me, he asked. I could tell by the tremor of his voice that he was asking that out of excitement more than fear. I'm going to turn you into my little dress-up doll. I think that's only appropriate. And if I refuse, he asked. Like I care, I replied while applying his eyeliner. He was really starting to come together. I know that you'll do whatever I say like a good girl, and I'll punish you if I have to. How will you punish me, he asked. I could see right through him. With every answer I gave him, I could tell he was getting more and more excited. Maybe I'll put you over my lap and give you a serious spanking. I could make your ass so red and sore. I could use my hand, or a wooden spoon, or even a hairbrush. I bet you'd be begging me to wear dresses after that. He just gulped. Of course, there are other positively wonderful ways to punish a sissy without using brute force. I wonder how long you could stand perfectly still in a nice pair of spiky heels. Or maybe I'll just hogtie you and give you a timeout. You think I'll just do all of that? Of course you will. Look how turned on you are right now. And just think what your friends would think if they saw all the pictures I'm going to have of you. You don't have any pictures, he said. Pucker up, I said, demonstrating what I wanted. I carefully filled in his lips with the bright red lipstick, making his mouth really pop. We'll get you to pose for those pictures after you're dressed. What do you want me to wear? You'd look very cute in a French maid outfit, I'm sure, I said. Do you have one, he asked. No, I don't. I really should get you one, though, don't you think? You're going to treat me like a maid, aren't you? Well, if the shoe fits, you should wear it, I said. Speaking of shoes, let's get you dressed. I hunted through my closet for just the perfect outfit. It was emerald green satin with a cowl neckline that would hide the fact that a padded bra was substituting for actual breasts. It had thin shoulder straps, and it was a midi length, but with a glamorous slit going up to his right thigh. His jaw dropped when he saw what he'd be wearing, but soon I helped him step into it and pulled the zipper sensually up the back. He could feel the way the satin material hugged his body, and he was trance-like as he enjoyed the sensation. You are one sexy bitch now, I cooed. I think he wanted to object, but as I rubbed his body through the satin dress, he could only moan. I hope you realize how much I own you right now. I next had him step into the sandals that went with the dress and busied myself buckling the straps. He now looked like a woman from the eyebrows down, but he definitely needed some hair help. I sat him back down and was glad that our hair was close enough in shade that I could use my old extensions on him. There were a lot of styles I would never have been able to create with him, but I think I managed to give him a rather nice full fringe. 
The clip in bangs changed his whole appearance. What have you done to me? he asked in disbelief. I just brought out what was already there, princess. Nothing more. I don't look like a guy anymore. You never really look like much of one anyway. This is better. Am I done? You're almost done, I said, reaching for a bottle of Kate's spade perfume I hadn't used in a while. It was a bit floral for my taste, and because I didn't wear it often, I thought it was perfect for Andy. I wanted him to have his own signature scent. I still can't believe it, he said, as I spritzed him with the perfume. You know, you're going to need a new name, I said. Andy with an I is a girl's name, he replied. Oh, no, you don't get off that easy. I'm not calling you by your male name when you're dolled up, even if it's hypothetically spelled differently. Andrea's a pretty name. We'll go with that. Okay. When you're dressed, that's yes, mistress. I know you want to dress up, so are you willing to be good, or do you intend to be naughty? Maybe a little naughty, he said with a smile, spreading from ear to ear. I can work with that just fine, Andrea. I can work with that just fine. So that is it for season four of the Feminization Boudoir podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it. It's been, I think, 20 pretty strong weeks as this podcast goes. Please spread the word. It means a great deal. Um, I really appreciate when you can get the word out for me or when you can support myself or the wonderful women who bring these audios to you. I will be back the very first um, Monday in June, which I think is June 7th. So look for us then. In the meantime, have a great month, and I'll see you in June.